This is Required Watching, where we watch the essential films from lists of cinematic influencers and look at them through the lens of learning about filmmaking and how to move forward. I'm your host, Trey Epps, and today, I'm not even sure how to start this. We're, we're continuing, we're starting, depending on which video this is, uh, the Wes Anderson meets Roald Dahl short film collection, and uh, this is Poison. And if you don't know about Poison, um, this is one of, this is actually one of uh, Roald Dahl's well-known shorts um, about a man who discovers a poisonous snake asleep in his bed. This has a cast, you know, the continuing cast of uh, Dev Patel, Benedict Cumberbatch, Ralph Fiennes, and Ben Kingsley. Hmm. Should we get into it? Let's get into it. Okay, so, as always, I'll talk to you about the this, this short story, and... It may have spoilers if you don't want to know about the short spoil uh, about the short story. Uh, Wes Anderson has most definitely made some changes, but we're going to talk about the story for a second. So, Poison is a short story by Roald Dahl that revolves around a man named Henry uh, Harry Pope, who is confined to his bed due to a snake bite. He is visited by a doctor and his friend, and Harry narrates the story, revealing that he is deeply terrified of snakes. As he describes the incident, ten tension builds and, and he believes that he has one of the deadliest snakes in the world, the Black Mamba, hiding somewhere in his room. As the friend and the doctor try to help Harry, both, both of the, uh, sorry, the, their efforts are just increased by his anxiety. After a tense and suspenseful buildup, it is revealed that there was never actually a snake in his room. Harry's fear and paranoia had led him to imagine the presence of a deadly snake, and the bites he had suffered was actually from a harmless snake. The story highlights the power of fear in the human imagination to create an intense and irrational beliefs. It also raises questions about the nature of, of reality and how our perceptions can be influenced by our emotions and anxieties. Poison serves as a cautionary tale about the consequences of letting fear and paranoia take control of one's thoughts and actions. Yeah. So, I... <laughs> I watched this film, I watched this one, I think, third? So, of, of the four, I watched this one third. And there was actually, again, a few changes. Uh, Dev, Dev Patel's uh, character is actually narrating it, and of course, it's kind of like these hushed tones. You don't want to wake the snake, or 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 spook the snake into attacking so it, it almost felt like a an asmr like I, I i don't know maybe i was just really tired when i watched it but it just felt like it just made me so tired and so sleepy and and i didn't feel unfortunately i don't think i felt as tense as benedict cumberbatch was in this in this uh in this role um i mean that's nothing to say of of the performances in this. I mean, the performances in all the shorts were absolutely amazing. Benedict Cumberbatch is a really, really great job of being, of like eye acting, you know? He, you know, he's confined to this bed. He's so scared and so tense and it's really, really good. I, I think as a, as an actor study, truthfully, I think it's worth looking at his performance um, in anything, to be honest, but specifically this, where he's just using his eyes and his, you know, his face, not even his face, it's like his eyes and his, and, and his eyes are doing all of the work as, as his mouth is probably the only other thing that moves for a majority of this film. Now, um, 
I, I thought I would talk about, I thought I would talk about what the deal is with this. Um, again, again, keeping these as short as the short film. Um, I wanted to get a little bit of context on Netflix and the role Doll Estate. And I wanted to know a little bit more about why. Why would Netflix spend so much money to get this library? Why would they then give it to Wes Anderson? Nothing wrong with that, but why the short films? Like, Netflix doesn't do short films. Um, here are just some of my thoughts that I wrote down. Of course, Netflix is always into to content expansion. I, I don't know what the budget is, but with Wes Anderson bringing on an all-star cast to do sh four short films, feels expensive instead of just one film. But I think the end goal was to diversify their audience with people who are younger and where this material is kind of geared towards for the most part, as well as, uh, as well as those who are older and or just generally have a, a can you know know who Wes Anderson is, know who this cast is, and kind of would watch them anywhere. I I, I know I would. Um, I think another bit was that. I'm not sure if this is true, but I, I did think maybe it was just the fact that this IP was just so strong. I didn't know, based on the titles, I, I didn't know what these what these short films would be about. And as I watched all of them, I realized that I read them all. And I read them all because I loved Roald Dahl when I was younger, um, going from Charlie the Chocolate Factory to Matilda and, and eventually reading some of his other stories. But I'm not sure if I would have pointed this out to anyone anywhere. And even even more, I'm not sure how recognizable the name is now, just based on the controversy. I'm quite literally saying I do not know how how popular it is for people growing up. Like I grew up with, I think, just like I just had Matilda, OJ, shout out to Mark Wilson, and I just had um uh Charlie and Chocolate Factory. I'm pretty sure others came out as I was I was as I was growing up, but yeah, I, I don't know. Like, is it as beloved and as popular as, as people think it is? Or or maybe or maybe I'm just completely wrong. Um I also think that when they I assume when they when the rights came up for some of his work that that there was just kind of a just competition and and I don't think Netflix likes to back down unless they can um unless they have to, really. I I one hundred percent call that They'll be just like Apple and start to get sports on on the site, and when they do, it'll completely explode. And um, I think, it's, yeah, I, I think there's some licensing things. If I had to imagine, uh, because there's always licensing things, but I can only imagine that once that happens, that it's Netflix will be number one streaming service, hands down. Um, also, I also think they got it. They got these rights because of creative opportunities. I mean, Doll's imaginative and whimsical stories offer a wealth of creative opportunities for adaptation, adaptation, adaptation. <laughs> and I think, I think if done right, Netflix can really leverage its resources to bring these stories to life with some high production value. I don't know, and I didn't look it up. I don't know if the Matilda musical, uh, the Matilda musical film is part of Netflix. You, I say this because the musical was already out uh, on Broadway and around the world. And those kind of musical adaptations just felt right at the time of when it came out. And of course it was a hit and eventually went to Netflix. But I, I am 
curious about what how much of a hand they had in that because it was already happening before their involvement. Um, maybe I'm completely wrong. Um, yeah, I, I think I think that's all I had. I was just curious to understand and know what was going on um, and why Netflix would at all get inside of Roald Dahl's estate. Anyways, until next time, peace.